Thank you for joining our broadcast today at City Life Church. We would love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. Please take a minute to send us your story at info at citylifechurch.cc. And if God has used this ministry to touch you in any way, we want to encourage you to partner with us financially to help us bring God's word to other people. You can go to our website at citylifechurch.cc to find the giving options that works best for you. Now in today's message, Pastor Tony will be delivering an encouraging word that we know is going to touch your life. We pray that you listen with expectation, believing that everything you need from God, he's going to do it. Enjoy today's message. So we're going to start today with a series called The Sound. And over the next few weeks, we're going to talk about the sound of heaven, the sound in us, and the sound we will one day hear when Jesus returns. Genesis chapter 3, verse 8. Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And they hid from the Lord among the trees of the garden. They hid from the Lord among the trees of the garden. We find that man and woman had been placed in this utopia called Eden to rule and reign, to co-rule together side by side, And they had been given complete dominion over everything. The fowl of the air, the beast in the field. So much so that they were giving rights to name everything. God commissioned Adam to not only take authority, but replenish the earth and multiply the earth. And sin entered the garden. And one day God came looking for Adam and Eve, knowing already where they were but ready to engage them in fellowship. And the Bible said they were hiding in the very thing that God created to bless them. They were hiding in a place that God created for them to rule and reign and have dominion. How many times do we hide in the very places that God has intended for our blessing and our favor? Things that he has commissioned for our good, but yet we hide behind them. Some of us even hide in the purpose for which God created. And God came looking for them and he asked where they were, knowing exactly where they were. But I find usually when God asks a question, it's for my good and not his benefit. Because he already knows all. He knew where they were, what they needed, what they were going through. But God was asking the question so that they would have revelation of where they were. The Bible said they were hiding and when they heard the sound of God, See, it was God's intention from the very beginning for them to be great men and women of faith, to have dominion and authority. And God has called us to be a great church and great people of faith. And I told you a few weeks ago that there's some intangibles for us being great people of faith. Further, we're going to be a great church and great people. We have to realize we're a grace church, a grace church. We have been recipients of this great grace of the kingdom, and we are called to not only be partakers of it, but distributors of grace. We are called to be conduits of grace. The reason we're here today is because the grace of God in our life. The reason that you are alive and I'm alive is the grace of God in our life. The reason that you're in this church building is the grace of God at work. The reason we're able to walk in a building and lift up our voice and touch the heavens is because the grace of God. We worship through grace. We believe through grace. We're established in grace. We walk by grace. We have received this gift of grace so that we might live victorious in the church. And we're not only called to be a grace church, we're called to be a relational church. 
Relationship is the most, is the most um, important and powerful thing in your life. Two relationships you have to have to fulfill your kingdom assignment and live out God's assignment in the earth. First is your vertical relationship. If your vertical relationship is right, your relationship with the Father in the heavens, everything else will work out. If your relationship with God is intact, your vertical relationship, your horizontal relationships will be good. But so many times we want our horizontal relationships well, but not our vertical relationships. And that's hard to do because it takes a grace and it takes us walking through the filter of faith for these horizontal relationships. Why? We're dealing with humanity. You're dealing with my humanity. We're dealing with broken people that are trying to live a whole life. And without a vertical relationship, it will never happen. It will not happen in our families or the relationships outside of our family. But if our vertical relationship is intact, I find that my horizontal relationships begin to work out. You need someone in your life to fulfill your kingdom purpose. If you think you can do it by yourself, you've believed a lie. If you think you can do it on your own, you've missed it. You will never fulfill your kingdom purpose unless you have the right people in your life. The right people, they push you into destiny. The right people, they lift your arms. They encourage you. You need the right people in your life. Jesus is the reason we have a bridge to eternity. The disciples were the mouthpiece that declared that bridge to the world. And it was really the same commission that he gave Adam and Eve. He told them to take dominion over the earth and he told them to multiply and subdue the earth. The same, the same commission given to Adam and Eve has now been given to the disciples. It was a relational church and you and I need to be a relational people to fulfill our purpose. Not only are we called to live relationally, but we're an evangelistic church. You're empowered by God's spirit to be a witness. You say, Pastor, I, does that mean I go knock on doors and hand out little tracts? You can, but that's really not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about you living your life as an example. So people look at you and they know the grace of God as it were. They know you're connected vertically to a kingdom that has no end. They look at you and see a living example in the earth because they know you should have lost your mind. They know you should have thrown in the towel. They knew the divorce should have taken you out or the bankruptcy should have blotted your character but you're still standing and they still see you fighting the good fight of faith and they still see you just moving through and believing for God's best. And when you are are a living example in the earth it begins to empower not only you but others we're an anointed church matter of fact look at your neighbor and say you're anointed no no say it with a little bit of attitude now say say I'm anointed how do you know I'm anointed pastor nobody's ever said that because if Jesus dwells in you the anointed one you're anointed. And when you realize it's the anointing of God in our life, in our church, there's a lot of great social organizations out there. A lot of great things that help people and do good works and raise money for charity. But what separates those social organizations from the church is the anointing of God. It's what made David move from being a shepherd to now a king. 
It's what declared the word that was in him and pulled it out of him. And when you realize it's the anointing in our life and on our church that makes the difference. It's what separates us. It's what connects us from the natural to the supernatural. And if there's no anointing on our life and on our church, we just become another group that gathers and meets. But if you ever find out who you are and the anointing that is on your life, anything is possible. If you ever realize that it's the anointing that breaks the yoke and delivers the good news of the gospel, it revolutionizes everything everything. If you ever realize that you're, you, you have an individual anointing and you're not just anointed because you're connected to a household of faith, but you have the anointing of God to walk into your personal life, everything changes. Not only are we an anointed church, but we're called to be a tenacious church. That's why he told Adam and Eve to take dominion, take authority. And that same mandate has been given to you and I. The old saints used to say it like this. They said, you just got to keep on keeping on. Sometimes you've got to plant your feet in the ground. You You've got to draw a line in the sand. You've got to focus on your purpose and your destiny. You have to make up your mind that the enemy will not take you out and the naysayers will not talk you out and the people around you will not snuff you out. But you have got a commission and you have a mandate to fulfill your purpose. God has called you and I to live a great life. And through the beginning of the word of God, we see that God speaks and his breath is breathing. The Bible said he comes walking in the cool of the day. That word breeze is the word ruach. It's the word that has been literally threaded from Genesis all the way through the Old Testament into the New Testament. It was the ruach breath of God at the Red Sea when God breathed on waters. And the Bible said they walked across on dry ground. And the Bible said Pharaoh's army was swallowed up. It was the ruach breath of God that blew through the temple in the Old Testament. And they knew that the grain offering had been accepted. It was the Ruach breath of God that blew in Ezekiel chapter 37 over a valley of dead dry bones. And the Bible says bones begin to come together and flesh begin to cover those bones and an army begin to rise up. It was that same breath that Jesus talked about in Genesis chapter 3 where he said you just have to follow it because it goes where it will. It was the same breath that in John chapter 20 Jesus walked through a wall, encountered a weak broken group of disciples and the Bible said he breathed on them the Ruach breath of God and said receive the power of the Holy Spirit and it's the same breath that we find in Acts chapter 2 where the Bible says they are waiting with expectation now watch what happens in Genesis chapter 2 they are hiding from the sound but in Acts chapter 2 they are waiting on the sound in Genesis chapter 3 they are hiding from the very voice of God but in Acts chapter 2 they are waiting with anticipation and expectation of what God is about to do and the Bible said in Acts chapter 2 they were in one accord they were at the right place and all of a sudden the heavens begin to unlock and there came a sound from heaven I find that anything that has power is usually preceded by a sound you hear the locomotive before it ever arrives you hear the tornado before the wind ever whips in you hear the sirens before the trucks ever pull up. Matter of fact in the Old Testament they would blow the trumpet and signify that there is about to be a victory and they would tell the enemy we are on our way and they would tell the people of God we are getting ready to move. I am telling you the sound of God declares an empowerment. Now watch. For 4,050 years the sound of God was removed from the earth. The wind of God was present but no sound. Over a million days had passed. 
But now we find that God is ready to release a sound once again. And the Bible said there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled the house. The Bible said it began to entrench on every believer. The Bible said something rose up. If you keep reading down in that, the Bible said the sound as it settled in those believers began to shift things. Now watch. This ordinary man that was caught up in fear continually bound named Peter. Now that the sound is released into the earth once again, keep reading in Acts chapter 3, he becomes the mouthpiece for Pentecost. And the Bible said he begins to preach a message and in one setting, 3,000 people were saved. Now watch what happens. Once the sound enters the earth, it now begins to rest on believers. You will not find another time where a sound comes from heaven. The next sound we hear is when he, the father will tell Gabriel, it's time, alarm, set the alarm, blow the trumpet, make a sound, and Jesus will break through the heavens and return for you and I. But here's what you have to understand. Until that happens, you and I are carriers of the sound. When the sound was released, it now becomes our responsibility responsibility to carry the sound in the earth. Peter broke out of that room with the others and the Bible said he began to declare the sound and a New Testament church was birthed. The Bible said one chapter later they are going to church like they did every day and the Bible said on the way to church they heard a sound and the sound was a negative sound because it was from a beggar looking for alms and the Bible said he asked them can you give us a few coins so we can get through the day but all of a sudden as they turned they begin to uh, counteract that broken sound of humanity with the sound of heaven and the Bible said it silenced that sound and they looked at him and said silver and gold have we none but all of a sudden they looked at him and said rise up and walk now watch what happens this man was looking just to get through the day but God had greater plans there's something about the sound being released in you that declares a greater season than you even expected than you even thought about that you even knew was in your future and the Bible said he began to rise up and strength began to come into his ankles now watch what happens the Bible said he began to leap and he began to leap through the gate I'll tell you what happens when the sound of God is released it not only causes you but others to leap into their destiny and into their purpose and into their promise and into their next season but this is what takes place the Bible said his begging was replaced with praising. Because the Bible said he went leaping and praising. Even chapters later, he's still praising and declaring. Once the sound of heaven is released in your life, in my life, and I become a carrier of that sound, if I will allow it, it will begin to change the way I speak. It will begin to change the way I move. It begins to change I was talking, I was, I was moving through the lobby before the nine o'clock service. And um, I mean, we're right at service time. And one of our, our just faithful, faithful members been here a long time. He grabbed me and said, Pastor, can I give you a testimony? And I said, sure. I'm thinking, if it's quick, I, I got to preach here in a minute. You know, I just, I'm running around trying to get her. I said, yeah, what is it? And he said, you know, a few weeks ago, he said, he's an elderly gentleman. He said, a few weeks ago, he said, I had hurt my leg. 
And he said, I really wanted to come to church, but I could barely walk. And I didn't know how far I have to park. And, you know, the crowds are, are really hectic between 9 and 11. And I just was afraid it'd be hard to get in and get out. He said, so I stayed home. And he said, I was hurting so bad. And he said, I watched the 9 o'clock service. And he said, it just spoke to me. So he said, I watched the 11 o'clock service. He said, about the end of the service, when it was wrapping up, something just hit me. That I have power and authority as a believer. And he said, I just lifted up my hand. Brother Ray said, I just said, in the name of Jesus, I'm going to rise and walk. And he said, Pastor, right there in my living room, he said, I felt something come over me. I felt healing in my leg. He said, I'm here today. It's not there any longer. See, there's something about what you have to understand. The sound that is in the earth is not relegated to a microphone on a stage. It's not relegated to a worship team leading you into the presence of God. It's not relegated to your favorite television preacher, but it's in you as a believer. And if it ever unlocks, everything changes because you rise up when hell is coming against your home and you say no more. You rise up when the enemy is battling your mind and you say no more. You rise up when you feel like you're about to go under and all of a sudden it begins to pull you over you begin to rise up with a declaration that says my best is yet to come greater days are ahead my best season is in my future and I put the enemy on notice come on jump to your feet all over the house come on put your hands together and make a sound this morning It's in you. It's in you as a believer. It's in you as a child of God. And when it releases in you, it begins to change the atmosphere. We're going to talk next week about what my sound does and what my sound can create. We're going to pray in just a moment. Then we're going to pray over our students. But before we do that, I'm going to pray that the sound of heaven would unlock in every life. And that as it unlocks and it begins to move into our school system in this next season, into our homes, into the marketplace, that God would establish you that sound would literally begin to build a bridge the good thing about your sound is it doesn't have to be screamed it can be whispered because it's not the volume level it's the confidence you release it in it's the authority in which you release it in because God can speak through a whisper he can speak through a raging storm but it's knowing that the sound in you has authority just lay your hand right here I'm going to pray over you today Father I pray over every individual not only in this room but those watching online I pray that the sound of heaven would be unlocked I pray that the authority of the kingdom would be released. 
I pray, Father, that as you begin to unlock promise and purpose, I pray, Father, that you would just move us, as your word says, from glory to glory, from season to season. And I pray that the sound of heaven would be like stepping stones before us. It would change the very atmosphere. It would close up old season and declare new seasons. Father, I believe people are about to leap into their destiny. And you're about to change some of the declarations to a word of praise and a word of promise. You're about to speak, Father, through them to the very atmosphere in which they live. And by that declaration, things are going to change. So, Father, let us be carriers of the sound in the earth until we hear the sound that calls us home. Let us walk with that sound in authority and confidence, unwavering, filtered through a grace that's always sufficient and a mercy that's brand new every morning with the authority of a warrior. And I pray that today in the name that is above every name the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Would you put your hands together? Thank you again for joining us for today's broadcast. Our prayers that it ministered to you and it changed your life. If there's anything we can pray with you about or God has used this ministry to touch you in any way, please send us an email at info at citylifechurch.cc. We also want to invite you to be our guest at one of our Sunday or Wednesday worship experiences. You can find our times and locations on our website at citylifechurch.cc. You can also download the City Life app on your smartphones or tablets for more online messages. It was great worshiping with you today, and we'll see you next time.